All right, we are live. It is uh, Park Sportsbook Presents the Odd G's Podcast, Episode 7. That's Harry Mays. I'm Jason Martinez. Back at it once again. What's going on, Harry? Well, you know, Super Wild Card Weekend is, uh, is gone now. And I tell you, it sucked. I thought the NFL really disappointed me this weekend. As, yeah. as many people that listen to this and you and me both were looking very forward to it. I thought a lot of the games were really non-competitive. And really not that interesting. So I'm kind of glad that the riffraff of the NFL, including our Philadelphia Eagles, are out of the way so we can get down to some good football this weekend on Saturday and Sunday. So you didn't think there was a whole lot compelling about the week? I no. mean, the Dallas game was compelling. That was one. Yeah, that was one. Yeah, and one I was of- on the Niners as I gave out on uh, last week's AGs. I was all over San Francisco. And the other game that was good or decent was the Raiders and the Bengals came down mm-hmm. to the final couple of seconds and the Raiders ended up throwing a pick on fourth down. But other than that, those other four games were not competitive. A couple of the teams, including the Eagles and the Cardinals and, you know, just didn't look like they belonged in the playoffs. The Pittsburgh Steelers, we knew really weren't a playoff team. Uh, it was more or less just like uh, Ben, ben Roethlisberger's final, you know, swan song. Uh, but they had nothing. And uh, what was the other game that I'm, I'm free? Oh, yeah, the New England Patriots, you yeah. know, with a rookie quarterback, looked totally overmatched on the road against a division rival. The offense uh, was anemic, and the defense couldn't stop Buffalo. I mean, they scored on, what, their, their first seven possessions, I yeah. think. Um, so I, I, I was bitterly disappointed by the whole thing. Maybe I thought the bar was uh, – I set the bar a little too high. Maybe that's my fault. Well, is it – there's always – there's a tipping point for everything, right? Yeah. And is it too many teams in the playoffs now? Well, yes, there are, because it typically boils down to there's like three teams, three teams in each conference that are really capable of winning a Super Bowl when you really get down to the playoffs. The rest of it is just for games and, you know, give teams and, and their fan bases a, you know, the, the right to say, hey, we made the playoffs. But in reality, yeah. you know, how many teams really have a chance of winning it, but it's football and we'll take the games and I will watch it and I will complain about it if it's not competitive, but next year I'll be signing right up. Even if they added it to eight teams, I'd be sitting here saying, Hey, I can't wait to watch it. It's just the way it is. Yeah. I mean, look, the ratings just came out for 2021. And once again, the NFL just absolutely blistered everybody again in the ratings. I think 48 of the top 50 shows in 2021 yeah. Or football. Yeah. They rose 10% in 2021, notching the best results in six years. Yeah, that's incredible. It really is. And I know gambling now that it's more proliferated you know, throughout the country and legalized sure. might have added a lot to that because now people can sit there and throw $20, you know, on a team, on a, on a, on a Saturday night game when it's cold in your home environment. You got nothing else to do. Hey, let's throw 20 bucks on and watch the Bills, you know. And it's, it's, yeah. I don't really care about the Bills. I don't live in Buffalo, but I got nothing to do. And uh, let's see if they can cover the spread. And that's, you know, that's just going to grow and grow and grow. Well, I mean, this year it was interesting, too, because 64% of the games this year, Har, mm-hmm. were within one score in the fourth quarter. Now, so, 64% and that, of the games in the regular season? Yeah, in 2021. Oh, wow. Okay, in 2021. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I know if you watch amazing. the red zone, and I know you do, uh, as do I, you know, I'll have the Eagles. If they play at 1 o'clock, I'll have the Eagles on the big TV and then the red zone on the on the little TV underneath. And then let's say the Eagles game gets over. I'm all red zone from that witching hour, which, uh, you know, 
uh, Scott Hansen has dubbed it the witching hour where wins yeah. become losses and losses become wins between, you know, 3.30 and 4.15 on a Sunday afternoon. And it quite often becomes that game. The games get absolutely crazy, even though a team might have been, you know, getting beaten by three touchdowns, you know, throughout the three quarters. All of a sudden, the fourth quarter, everything goes haywire and it's great drama. Yeah. You know, could you imagine this, though, uh, on Thanksgiving? The game between the Las Vegas Raiders and the Dallas Cowboys mm. averaged 40.8 million viewers. Yeah, and I it's think the was... most watched game in 31 years. Is that right? And I think there was yeah. 41 million penalties in that game, if I recall that game. It was awful. Absolutely <laughs> atrocious. The Raiders, I think, beat Dallas that day yeah. uh, on the road. And there was just penalty after penalty after penalty in that game. Uh, Monday Night Football averaged 14.2 million viewers, up 16% over the year prior. Wow. Thursday Night Games, which were Fox and NFL Network, uh, also streamed by Amazon Prime, mm -hmm. uh, 16.4 million viewers. And you're talking about fractured audience, too, with multiple outlets. Right. It's amazing. Yeah, it really That's is. And now I wonder if they put that Manning cast in there, too. I know they only did maybe 10 games throughout the season and I think they did nine in the regular season and they did the playoff game last night. Uh, but I mean, I watched that a bunch of times during the season. What'd you think of it? Uh, I didn't really tune in last night much. I, I, I just in, in general, in general, I liked it last night. I didn't need it because it was a playoff game. I don't, I don't really need a whole lot of extra outside fluff with, yeah. you know, I don't need the rock on during a playoff game, you know? So I, I just went with the regular broadcast last night, but there was a bunch of, games that really didn't sort of uh, pique my interest during the regular season as far as a matchup goes but I found myself watching you know Peyton and Eli and their various guests and I was uh, I was entertained yeah see it was it was odd because sometimes that became the bigger story was what happened on the Manning cast during the mm -hmm. game it, but are we it's interesting because I go well what's the need for that why are people more intrigued by that than just the game they're more interested in the commentary and the things that can happen in a very loose format with mm -hmm. those two guys who are great you wouldn't think eli would have been great at that no and, and maybe that's a byproduct of just being with peyton but he's i think he's actually pretty good too yeah i do i do too are, are we moving in that direction where we may see that with more sports you know and just a, a team you know two guys or a couple of people watching a game and just yeah. shooting the shit i, I, I like it I actually thought that that was I actually I'm not saying I thought of the idea, but I thought of that with other sports like, you know, doing it with uh, like the PGA Tour, doing it with uh, with baseball, you know, which can be a real drag to watch. You know, if you're just Is listening it? to the regular call, you know, but I'm just saying, like, you put a couple of interesting people in, and that's what you got to have. You got to have you got to have some interesting people yeah. that are going to have interesting observations of what we are, you know, we're used to seeing and ma make it somewhat like, hey, that, that was pretty cool. What he just said, or I, I never looked at the game that way, that kind of thing. And I think I think Peyton does that. And I thought Eli got better as the season went along. Yeah, he got more comfortable. Mm -hmm. The thing is, is, you know, it can't be scripted. No, it has to be a bit irreverent. It's got to be fun. And, yep. you know, the, the thing that maybe this is a byproduct of the pandemic, too, where, you know, a lot of people we weren't getting out to bars we, certainly right. this year, more than the year prior. But it was the virtual shoot the shit session mm -hmm. watching again, because that's what we did at the bar. Right. You go to the bar. You're not listening to Joe Buck and Troy Aikman break down every play. You're, no. you're breaking it down with your buddies and shooting the shit and talking about the hot broad sitting across in the corner. Right. All that crap. 
Yeah. That's what it needs to be more like. Can we say broad anymore? I just I, I, did. Okay. All right. Good. I just want to know where we are. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right. It's like you weren't even listening to the broadcast. A lot of times, maybe the, the volume wasn't even up if you're sitting in a tavern, but you're doing the play by play yourself yep. and bitching and moaning about, you know, what, why they called that play or why doesn't your team run that kind of, you know, all that kind of stuff is the, is, in addition to what you're watching, and I think you can, you know, we can multitask, you know, greatly now. And you can watch a game and still talk about stuff with your your friends and still pay attention. You don't really need the play-by-play and the strict, you know, straight color analysis now, right? Yeah. We, we've seen enough of the yeah. sports where we can kind of get by without some of that, right? Yeah. I, look, I could see, like, they, they we're trying to get Baldy on. We're going to get Baldy on eventually once his schedule Oh, he's impossible. Out. He's impossible. Yeah, I mean, it's insane. And, and yeah. he's a great analyst in the, in the structured sense. But Baldy would be even better, Har, in a, in a Baldy cast or like the meat locker watching a- the game. Absolutely. Think about you. You bring it from from Shea Baldy over there in South Jersey. You know, and he's out at his pool and yep. he's got, you know, he's got the the game on the big screen. Uh, you you know, and, and he's just he's in his, his uh, beach trunks. Of course, he's got shirtless. Yeah. You know, he's got the bandana on. He's drinking whatever it is, you know, the flavor of the day. And he's giving you the analysis on, you know, how they how they're double teaming this uh, defensive tackle who's in a three technique. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you get all baldy. You go all bald. Oh, baldy. Yeah. I mean, could you see like <laughs> baldy jaws and Anthony doing oh. and by with, with the, doing the haka, oh. <laughs> the halftime haka? <laughs> And those guys do it a meat locker commentary during the like if if I was like NBC Sports Philly I would book that show. I know, I know. You could do it. I think we just gave them a great idea, and yeah. we're not going to get anything out of it. No, of course not. That, yeah. That's what we do. We tee people up to make money, but we don't right. get it. Yes, <laughs> I've been doing it all my life. How about you and me do it for the Flyers broadcast? Which I don't know. Is anybody tuning into that right now with the way that team is playing? Well, it's it's tough sledding right now. Jesus, huh? eight in a row. Eight they already row. lost. They already went through a ten-game winless skid. Now they're riding an eight-game winless skid, and I mean, it's not. We're not even at the midway point. I'm trying to find oh a my team God. that has two ten-game losing streaks in the first half of a season. Well, that's that's like a job for the Elias Sports Bureau. Exactly you need to send right. them a like a te- a tweet or something because that's an interesting. I was thinking that very same thing. Like that. That's almost impossible to do in the first half of a season yeah wow. i mean you could go you get another one in the second half at the rate they're going <laughs> i mean they're going to sell pieces off too it's it's bananas right would would they be able to lose enough to move into the top two or three in the draft well it's going to be the lottery no. it's the lottery oh that's system. right that's right but if you're if you i mean they're look they're not far off that hair mm-hmm. because and where they headed is the other part of it you know, right now, I think they have the seventh worst record in the NHL and the seventh worst record in the NHL. The, the team with the worst. See, it's hard to judge because some teams have played 31 games like the Islanders and the Flyers have played 37, 38 games. Right. But yeah, I mean, they're in the bottom in the bottom part. And right now, I think they have like a 7 percent and change um, opportunity to land the number one pick. Yeah, 7.6 percent. To get the number one pick, seven point nine right now to land wow. the number two pick. But the worst team, Montreal, has a twenty five point seven chance to win the number one pick, eighteen for the second and fifty five percent for the third. Man, 
there's been some lottery reform there too, where you can only move up 10 spots. So if you're 13th, you can't move up to one, you can move up to three. I mean, is there a, a clear cut superstar that's available this year or two guys at the top that would be kind of worth maybe, you know, trashing the rest of the season for? Well, I don't even know that you got to try and trash it in their situation, but the, the number one consensus guy is a guy named Shane Wright. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously he's a worthy number one overall pick, but he's not a generational McDavid, okay. you know, that type of player. Right. There is the year after in 23, there's a kid, Connor Bedard, and Bedard got exceptional status to play major junior uh, as a 16 year old. Mm-hmm. And the last player to get that status is Connor McDavid. Oh. So okay. I'm not saying he's McDavid, but he's looked at as a generational talent yeah. like McDavid, like Matthews, one of those guys. Wow. It's, it's not sometimes when that you stink. It's when you stink. Right. You know? Right. Um, just like it's not necessarily who you play, but when you play them, you know, like with the NFL, mm-hmm. you know, with the yeah. Eagles got a, the benefit a lot of that uh, down the stretch in their schedule. So like with the question, if you're going to say like, what's the question with the Flyers in 2022? Um, storyline yeah what's the storyline does it revolve around the cap el capitan or the coach it's um d all of the above mm. and and organizational structure i think okay. is the, the three that's abc and the answer is d all of the above i mean the captain i think is going to waive the no move clause you think he'll so be, he'll be moved at the deadline to a cup contender for sure okay I, I mean i don't know that he hasn't told me that right um but i think that he will um, and he'll be a free agent in the offseason. I don't think he resigns here. Mm-hmm. I think once you leave somewhere, and especially the situation after so many years here, it's liberating to go somewhere else. Yeah. And just play hockey and not especially play. if you can win something. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. you don't have to resign with the team that you get traded to, just right. go somewhere else. And it depends if you win the cup, then then maybe that opens up different doors of where you want to go. Right. Um, and there's always this assumption that he wants to go back and play in Ottawa because that's where he's from. Mm-hmm. But I think that's bullshit. I don't yeah. think professional athletes want to go play where they're from. I know that that's one of those lazy narratives that us in you know in in the business and the journalists and so forth, the people that cover these teams, always come up with these and they they connect the the usual dots. And I I don't think that that happens near as much t- today as it might have happened 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, I mean, the only guy I can think of recently that's a high profile was Tavares when he resigned in Toronto and they Toronto, put the picture. Yeah of it is his bedding and pajamas, uh, the leaf pajamas. Mm-hmm. But like Briere didn't want to go and play for Montreal. The Cavalier no. didn't. Um, you look at, you know, a lot of these guys, Mike Trout, there was this assumption right. that he was going to play out his contract and then come home so he could go to Eagles games and fi- Sixers right. games. <laughs> he re-signed out there. He's like, I want separation of church and state. Goudreau, exactly. same thing, right? Johnny Hockey. Right. I don't think he wants to come here. Yeah. You know, I would so. want to experience something else too. And, you know, you become a different person. Yeah. You know, you're in your mid thirties or whatever. You, you've experienced so much more in life. There's more to life than just going back home. Well, you go back you home know? and it's separate. You don't taint your legacy at home if you don't succeed. Yeah. Right. So you can always go back there and you're a hero no matter what. But if you go there and play and you fail, uh-huh. then you're an asshole. That's right. But <laughs> if you never go back there, it's always like, man, I wish we were, we had a chance to, you know, to sign you. You would have been great here, man. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, that's sad. Yeah. And that's the story of when you're signing autographs at an alumni thing at a bar. Uh-huh. You tell the people, right? Oh, I wanted to get back <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, I wanted. Yeah, it, it was close. There was, you know, there was a chance. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> uh, let's tell people real quick. We got a lot to get into about parks and sportsbook and 
you know, you gave out that winner with San Francisco last week. Yeah. Uh, do you have any games that you like on the Park Sportsbook app this week uh, in, in the NFL card here? Yeah, I'm looking at this um, Cincinnati-Tennessee game. Call me crazy. Maybe I'm a prisoner of the moment uh, with this Joe Burrow, but I am. Uh, he's uh, becoming a big man crush for me. You know, my other man crush uh, or crushes have now, you know, they're about at retirement age, so I need a new one, and I think it's Joe Burrow, and I'm going to take plus three and a half with the Bengals on the road. Uh, I may look at the money line, too, because I think they can win this game. It would be so great to have some fresh blood, at least on one side of the bracket. If you had like a Bengals-Bills AFC championship game, that would be pretty cool, if you ask me. Yeah, absolutely. That's like old school, like, you know, Boomer, Esiason, and Gene Kelly, And Gene Kelly, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Who was the guy that shattered his ankle from Cincinnati, the, the offensive lineman? What was that guy's name? I can't remember. Somebody will put it up in the comments. Offensive lineman. That I remember back in the 80s. and he just well, just... Munoz was their yeah, big Anthony guy. Anthony Munoz. Yeah, yeah, Munoz was the big guy, the Hall of Famer there. Um, you, you realize that since I brought up Cincinnati, it was 31 years since they had an NFL playoff victory. Is that amazing or 31 what? years? 31, 1991. Holy cow. That's when I graduated yeah. high school. It makes me feel old. I know. Yeah, I was in my prime. Yeah, nineteen ninety. You still are. Huh? Oh, jeez. You didn't have any kids. <laughs> what about the Ram game? Do you like the Rams in this one at all over Tampa Bay? Um, you know, it depends. My favorite. I, I gotta have. I gotta have Fournette. I gotta know what's happening with him, and also yeah. Werfs, the right tackle. He went out early in that game against Philadelphia. Tried to come back, couldn't do it. Uh, but they're gonna need him against that L.A. Ram front. I gotta wait on that one and see. Uh, you let that marinate a little bit with some of the uh, the injury situations. Okay. And, I mean, great game coming up on Sunday at 630. Yeah. It's the Bills and the Chiefs. Big Red versus the, yep. the former protege and Sean McDermott. Yep. Uh, right now, the, the Chiefs are minus 113. Bills at minus 108, but getting two. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually leaning a little more Bills here than I am Chiefs. I know. They look they look like a, a very dominant machine as far as their offense. And their defense is really good, too. Their defense is very yeah. fast. They got great safeties uh, on that team that make a lot of plays and can make things uh, difficult. Their defensive line is playing really well. And that offense, I mean, that that quarterback, Josh Allen, he and they 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 incorporated a lot more of just running with running backs now. And in fact, they got 81 yards out of Singletary uh, in that game. If they can get that kind of production, you know, you, you keep churning first downs and scoring points and keeping that other guy off the field. Yeah, uh, number nice. 15. I, I'm leaning that way, too. I, I like the Bills getting the two. All right. I'm going to lock it in here. I'll take the you Bills are? with the two. Yeah, we'll lock right. that in with the um, toe. The, the toe. Uh, <laughs> they have a toe and a three. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, get the Park Sportsbook app because we're, we're like we're looking at it right here as we're doing the show. I mean, simple yeah. to use. Great. Uh, you no know, promo required. Just open up an account. Uh, first time, uh, your first bet, rather, is risk-free up to $500. So make sure Dollars. you yeah, get, that, get in on the action. If you're using another service, switch over to it. It's a local company. So check it out. Park Sportsbook could- app. You can also do a same game uh, in a parlay too now yep. with the Park Sportsbook app. Like you could take the Bills, you know, uh, plus the two, two and a half, and then take the over. Going to be a lot, probably a lot of points scored in that game. The total's mm-hmm. fifty-five. Bills wow. in the over, and you get a nice payout for it. You get same Lock game parlays, in. player performances. It's all there, 
And right. uh, make sure you check it out. And they're a great sponsor and we love them. Uh, so give them a follow on Twitter at Park Sportsbook, uh, on Instagram, follow them there, Facebook and YouTube as well. You're a big Instagram guy, right? You're on the gram. I'm not a big Instagram, but I, but I am on the gram. Yeah. Now, are you yeah. on the gram just for the pictures of all the uh, the Instagram models here? Uh, Is that the reason for the Graham account? Some have said, some have have made that, uh, you know, assumption. They might be correct. I don't know. Oh, but by the way, I think it was Tim Crumry. Oh, yeah. The offensive lineman that shattered the ankle. We've got to throw out a, a shout out to Mike Gill, the great Mike Gill, who's listening. Uh, and he, he texted that in. So Tim Crumry. So Gil goes on at two down in Atlantic City. So we're right. giving him his pre-show. He's crap. looking for show content right yes. now. Yes. So, you know, <laughs> you got you to gotta take it wherever you can get it. And you, you listen on I mean? the way in. That's right. Go get you in. That's great. Uh, so, uh, yeah, make sure you, you follow Parks and all the channels as well. And right. uh, this podcast and all the other content, and including Stick to Hockey Pod, will be on there as well. Jody Shelley joining me on the program on Thursday. Oh, Former yeah? Fire. Well, they're playing Columbus that night, and Jody's the uh, television analyst for the okay. Columbus Blue Jacket uh, Network, and uh, it's the return of Jake Voracek after a thousand games in the NHL. Now, in the does national he, does he go by Shells? Like, what's the nickname for Jody Shelley? You know, I never went nickname with him. Probably it probably is Shells, or it could mm. be Shelley too. I mean, but uh, I just call him Jody. He's a big boy. He's a great okay. guy. Yeah, He's one of the all those former like tough guys were great guys. Yeah, you know, and that was so. back when hockey was hockey. Yeah. Wow. Well, the Flyers right now are just reeling big time. So yeah, they really are. It's not a good time to talk pucks and sticks. Yeah. I told people on the podcast for today's episode for Flyers Daily, I said, the only way you're going to remain sane is to change your expectations Uh because we're going to, you're going to drive, you're going to spin yourself into the concrete. Right. Just constantly because you got to change your expectation. You got to find what good can come out of a shit season. Mm hmm. Young players, you know, cutting their teeth and showing some signs. I don't know. You got to find something. But let me ask you about the Eagles. I got a couple things here when it comes to the Eagles. How much credit does Howie get for what took place this year? They didn't. They they had a much better season than a lot of people thought they were going to, myself included. Yeah. But let let's be kind of real here. They didn't beat anybody worth a shit. No. No, they didn't. I mean, they showed who they really were. I mean, that you know what they did were in the regular season was what they were in the playoffs. They they. They took advantage of of bad teams, bad quarterbacks, you know, second string, third string guys, a practice squad guy, you know, one week. And, you know, the defense could look really good on them and they could even get out to slow starts, which they've done over the last month, month and a half and survive against the New York Giants with Jake Fromm as the quarterback or, you know, Washington with Garrett Gilbert, who was signed a few days earlier from uh, another team's practice squad. When you get in the playoffs, you know, you're not facing that kind of of uh opposition much less you know they're they're facing the defending champs so you knew they couldn't get down early they did they ba- they basically did everything they couldn't do if they were going to have a chance to win that game and you know we all saw what happened but you know how he deserves some credit uh obviously now with the Jalen Hurts situation I don't think anybody ever thought it was going to result in this when the when the pick was made a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he's a he's a serviceable starting quarterback in the NFL who's trying to work his way into being the guy. And I think, you know, he had the vision to take him, although I don't think he ever envisioned him as this guy. You got to give him some credit there. Devontae Smith uh, is a really good player. I, I didn't think he was even utilized as much as he could have been this season. 
uh, but he looks like a, a a stud at wide receiver. Now you could say, well, yeah, one out of three strikes because he tried with J.J. Ortega-Whiteside in the second round a few years ago. He's a bust. Jalen Rager is an absolute bust. One of the worst players, I think, maybe in draftable history for the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles. When Terrible. you think about where that guy was taken, and I know it's not his fault, it's the evaluator's fault, and that's Howie Roseman uh, for that. But, I mean, you know, some of the offseason free agent acquisitions, you know, Kerrigan uh, made – I know he made two or three tackles in the game on Sunday, but, I mean, he was a no-show throughout the season. Wilson, the linebacker, they had to let go midway through the season. We thought, uh, you know, maybe they would have found something there. I know he got Steven Nelson off the off the street, and that was, a, you know, pretty good signing there. He deserves some credit, and he deserves, you know, some not-so-good marks for, for what he did. Yeah. You know, it's kind of 50-50, if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, the team – did better than thought. And I guess part of the equation too, is the evaluation of Nick Sirianni, who, I mean, all things considered, I did a pretty good job, I would say. Yeah, he did. But I was disappointed with the plan on, uh, in the playoff game. I still don't know what their offensive plan was. It it almost looked like kind of like what uh, Arizona looked like last night, where it's like, I don't really have any plan. Just let quarterback, let's go out and see if we can make some plays. Okay. We can't run the football. Uh, because we're being defended in a different way. So let's just go try to make some plays. And they got nothing. And yeah. Arizona had nothing. Uh, and it makes it look really, really bad when you come up playing against really, you know, the better competition. And, uh, you know, your your playmakers don't don't live up to it. And that's what happened to the Eagles. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. What do they do about the quarterback position? Because yeah. now, like, a lot of that conjecture is out there. I saw yeah. somebody on Twitter, somebody of prominence put out there that the Eagles should uh, trade their first three picks, those three first round picks, and get a guy like Russell Wilson. Daniel who, Jeremiah said that. Yeah, on the NFL prior, Network. Yeah, I mean, prior to the injury that Wilson dealt with the hand this year, I mean, he was having a great season. He's mm-hmm. not cooked. No, but that, not. that's a huge price to pay for what is it? What thirty three, thirty four year old Wilson? Yeah, it, it is. And who knows if he? See, here is the thing: we all automatically assume that because they have these assets, which right now are 15, 16, and nineteen in the first round, that they're going to be able to flip those and get a guy. Well, the guy's got to agree to come here. If you are a Russell Wilson, you can say, "No, I don't really want to go there," or "Yep, yeah, you know, I'd rather go here." I mean, the New York Giants have two first round picks that are very high up in the draft. The New York mm-hmm. Jets, I believe, have two first round picks that are very high up in the draft Weird that are draft. probably better assets than the three that the Eagles have. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, would the Jets pending what you're trying to accomplish? You're right. 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 Yeah. So, you know, we automatically assume like, oh yeah, well, Aaron Rodgers, you'd want to come here. I don't know that Aaron Rodgers wants to leave green Bay number one. And if he did, whether he'd want to come here or if green Bay would want to ship him to the AFC, if, yep. if they said, I can't live with this GM anymore, you got to get me out of here. Maybe they ship him to Denver or Las Vegas you know, depending on what Las Vegas does with now a new GM coming in, a new coach, and yep. who knows what they do with their quarterback. So there's there's a whole lot of stuff that's going to happen here in the next couple of months leading up to the draft. I think there's going to be a lot of activity, and you think the rumor mill is big now. Just wait until we start getting into March and the, uh, you know, free agency and so forth. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, once the Lombardi trophy's handed out, it's going to get bananas. And right. You, you got to wonder, like, is there going to be a fraction of people, like Eagle fans, that go, I don't want I don't want Aaron Rodgers because of the shit he said about vaccines and all that oh, yeah. stuff. And know? the Deshaun Watson stuff is, yeah. you know, pretty obvious. I mean, that's a lightning rod uh, situation there, too. Um, yeah. 
I mean, you know, there's a lot of the fan base that really just wants to ride it out with Jalen Hurts. And I'm, you know, right now I'm of that ilk as far as, cause I don't know that you're going to be able to get any of those veterans and B, I don't see anybody in this draft worth trading up for to get. And I think you would have to trade up for any of the top two or three guys. Cause we sit here now and say, wow, well, those quarterbacks aren't high first round picks. But by the time we get to April, they are. Oh, they are. They, they, they always, always are. get cooked up to the top. You know, they, yeah. and Malik Willis, you'll get, uh, you know, Pickett from uh, Pittsburgh, uh, possibly this Carson Strong kid out of Nevada. And there's, and there might be another one or two that I'm not even thinking of right now. They like always the Mariota draft. Back. Right, right. You yeah. know, they, they find a way, they hire some PR agency. <laughs> to make it seem like they're the next great thing. And then right. they're hardly that when they get to the NFL. Uh, is this it for Kelsey? Ha? I hope not. I mean, he, he, still played play. a, he played at a really high level. Yeah. Uh, and is, you know, as a hall of famer, in my view, um, you know, made the pro bowl again this year. And I know the pro bowl might not be what it used to be, but still, you know, add it to the other pro bowls that he's got. I hope they can keep him around because, you know, when you when you start thinking about it, that's the asset right now of this team is that offensive line. And I think yeah. they've got a great left side of that line that is really going to grow and gel and become, you know, tremendous um, in Dickerson and, and Mylotta. I'd like to keep Kelsey in there for at least one more year and see if I can just get 17 more games out of him. Yeah, he's he's hard. He just I mean, you would have never known when they drafted him that he was going to be this much of a guy that integrated here, just so incredibly perfect. Yeah. And I don't know what it is about his personality, his honesty or what, but mm -hmm. I mean, from the, the OD shirt that I think he wore 762 days straight. Yeah. You know, right. And just everything about him is, is so perfect for, for playing here. And uh -huh. he's going to, we're going to look back when he is done and he's going to be an all time, all timer like doc. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, I think a lot of it comes with the position. Offensive linemen. There yeah, are no not divas. There are no divas on the offensive line. And he's they're undersized. Like, and yeah, he's undersized. Yeah. You know, there are guys that are going to sit there and, you know, and, and sit there and drink 15 beers with you, you know, at a tailgate. You know, it's like mm -hmm. those kind of like wearing a T-shirt, wearing some, you know, some flip flops, uh, flip flops and cut off shorts. You know what I yeah. mean? Like he's just he's just a regular dude. Yeah, uh, I I just I have all the time in the world for a guy like Jason Kelsey, and not yeah, because oh too. he's so Philly, but I just the the way he is just period end of sentence to me is is what I love in athletes. Yeah. Um, real quick, I I had you know I saw all the glee on social media with the Cowboys losing, mm -hmm. and I, I get it, I I get that you like to see Dallas lose, but to say that hey the Eagles lost, but the day's all fine because Dallas lost as well to me is a little lame. Yeah, it is. Although this year, this was a year, I think the Dallas folks really thought they had a team that was going to be capable of getting to the Super Bowl. Yeah, 12 And now wins. it's going to get a lot harder because now contracts come up and they're going to start have to start paying some guys a lot of money and they could have that cap issue. This was really a year where, you know, it was there for them uh, to, to see if they could get to a Super Bowl. And it ended really, I mean, you talk about disappointing. Yeah, you yeah. know, winning the division, winning that many games, having the amount of you know talented players on that roster, and they lose a home game as a, as a favorite to a San Francisco team that you know really you know some would debate wasn't even really that good of a playoff team. Yeah, um, but I thought the matchup was bad for them against San Francisco, the way the Niners like to play. But that head coach down in Dallas, I, mean, I tell you what, uh, he. 
He might in trouble? Wanna, he might be. He might be in trouble. Uh, yeah. Jerry Jera canceled his weekly radio show oh. hit this week, and the last time apparently that he did that was the week they fired another coach. So that doesn't look good. And he, he, some of the comments he made after the game to the media sounded to me like, "Hey, you know, when you got these this kind of talent, you have to get results." And they didn't get results, and you know what that means. Yeah, and yeah. Jera is not getting any younger. Nope. Um, and nope. the team, it's amazing. Their lack of playoff success, three in, playoff wins in 25 years. Yeah. That's insane three. to me. Yeah. Think about the players they've had in those periods of time too. I know. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like there's some kind of sports karma that's preventing them from having any, they haven't reached a, a championship game in forever. Right. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, um, it you know, we'll see, we'll see what Jared decides to do down there. I could just hear him. Oh uh, yeah. We're not going to do the radio. How would he not doing the radio hit, like informing the producer? Like, what would he say to the guy? Uh, hey, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to make it today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Five fingers deep into a bottle of Johnny Walker it's, Black. Exactly. It's like Johnny Walker Blue. Yeah, the blue. Black's not, that's not good enough. He likes the blue. <laughs> uh, he's a bluesman. Oh, yes. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, so we'll see where they go from here. We'll see where uh, the Eagles go from here as well. There's a chance, I guess, they just cut Rieger at this point, right? Uh, Rieger? Yeah, Jalen Rieger. You know, there'd be a cap hit. I think I want to say it it's might be yeah, they're not averse to that million dollars, but they absorbed 34 with Carson Wentz <laughs> and a franchise quarterback. So I think that makes Rieger very expendable, yeah. especially when you think about the lack of production. And, you know, it's just like the guy has zero confidence now. You know, now he's, you know, he's muffing punts. And when he fields punts, he's taking, you know, stupid routes and losing yardage. I mean, it's just there's no way that he should have been stayed in that game fielding punts after he muffed that kick. That that to me is I don't care if Greg Ward has back spasms. He's better out there with a back spasm than that guy. Yeah. And yeah. It, to me, he's one of those guys that's, you know, attached to losing mm-hmm. in a lot of ways and. And I don't know what to do. I mean, it was a horrible pick. We all know that. Yeah. Could you have more patience and maybe it pans out? I don't know. I mean, yeah. Aguilar went through something kind of similar, I guess, but less you know, pronounced. It's a horrible pick. And I'm not even talking about the guy who was picked afterwards. Yeah, like, it's a horrible pick for based on how he has performed. Yeah. You know? It's, yeah, it's a, it's a joke. Exactly. <laughs> um, let's read some podcast reviews. All right. Do we have them? Yeah, I got them here in front of me. Oh, these okay. are just from iTunes because I don't know how to check the other ones. I'll figure that out. But we have some. Uh, let, let's read. So the first one comes in on December 7th. We must have just started at that point from Coach right. Ruff. Okay. Not Lindy Ruff. Although <laughs> it is love, spelled. Love that guy. Lindy at home and Ruff oh. on the road. Huh? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's coaching the Devils now. It says destroys all radio, a five star review. He said, thanks for thank you guys for letting us wet our beaks once a week. Mm. Now, these are all five star. reviews. We don't have any shit reviews. Yeah, we got to have some shit ones. Oh, we don't have any shit reviews. Somebody well, leave they've... us a shitty review, but five stars. Right. But you're, this is only off of iTunes now, right? There are other reviews maybe elsewhere where because the, this podcast is available in a lot of different places, right? Yeah. I mean, we're we're broadcasting it right now, live streaming it to one, two, right. three, four, five, six, seven, eight different places. Wow. My Facebook, Jeez. Parks Facebook, the JM Media YouTube, the Parks YouTube, my Twitch account, which I don't even know if anybody even knows it's there. I didn't even know you had a Twitch. I know. I have a Twitch. Yeah. I have a Twitch. Um, 
So another one here, T TD Zelik 619 said, been a fan of these guys for years. And I'll listen, watch whatever content they put out. Well, you're not getting much. Nice. Uh, he said, there's never a set agenda or script. It's just pure ad lib and great to listen to. 45 minutes of listening will seem like 15. It flies by because you're constantly laughing. All right. Nice. Uh, Readerson left us a review. No. He said, sounding good, brothers. And then he said, five-star review. And he put a quote right at the beginning. He said, you a podcastman, Bo? (laughs) (laughs) And he said, great to hear you guys back together again. Uh, Free to talk about whatever you want to. That's the reason why we did it, just because we had no boss. Right. I've had enough of the bosses. Yeah. You know, although I I like the boss once again, now that he's not the boss, I can't actually get enough of him. Uh, Really? Yeah. You've unmuted him on Twitter? I unmuted him. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, C doc said, God, middays with these two was the best. Wish they wish these were longer. Well, how mm. long are we supposed to go in a pot? Hey man, I, I only have so much left in yeah. the tank. Yeah. And he said, and deaf don't need guests all the time. I enjoy the job guest banter, uh, even more. Right. Well, well I, I agree with that. I, I mean, I do appreciate some of the guests, but I'll tell you the guests are hard to get. Yeah. They're and- hard to get. Look, we're going to do some guests, and we're going to do one coming up with uh, Tommy Conwell, mm-hmm. which I can't wait for. I know you're a Tommy Conwell oh, fan yeah. as well, Harry. And, you know, we're going to do a music-centric. He's going to play on the podcast. Oh, nice. Which is going to be – I can't wait to see him play a little – I don't know if – I, I think we get him to plug in the telly mm-hmm. into that Fender Solid State amp and play a little I'm Not Your Man, Harry. You going I'm not solid looking for state, a hero. Not tubes? No, it's it's a solid state that he plays. Uh, oh. I think usually, but he plays that old chopped up telly. I love as, that, and it just sounds. And he's a great guitar player. Oh, he is. He's a great uh, stageman. Like yeah. he's great on stage, man. He's mm-hmm. he's a showman. Like, have you listened to that song in a while? I'm not your man. Uh, the last time I listened to it, he actually performed it live right in front of me. Uh, this was at uh, one of those Hoagie fests Hoagie. with Hall of Notes. Oh, yeah, I remember Tommy that. Conwell and the Young Rumblers were on one of the side stages earlier in the afternoon, and I was right there in the front. Yeah. And he he was just, he was incredible. Yeah, and he does the yeah. talk up in the beginning. Oh, yeah, it's the best. Is, and yeah. he totally, I think I remember him telling the story one time. He totally riffed that. Oh, yeah, ad-lib? Yeah, ad-lib nice. that in the studio. But but you listen to that song, that, that's, that song's a hit. Like, yes. it just has a great hook. Right. The structure, it, mm-hmm. it, it's a great song, and he's a great musician, so we'll get him on. Um, Philly fan AFS said, uh, great pod, great pod bow. A lot of people with the bow. Yeah. Saw that. <laughs> and he says, Martitas with the impersonations always has me dying, especially the old boss. Got, got to get him in. So he wants, he wants Nahagian on the show too, but Nahagian yeah. gave us the hand. Well, yeah, I know he's not coming on. He's, he, you know, I've, I've forgotten about him. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> you only get one invite. That's it. When, when, the, the greatest thing when he was the boss, he would wait till you left the station to oh, fire yeah. you off an email. Yeah. What, meanwhile, I'd been sitting outside of his office for 25 minutes post show. My like, Bruno was know, doing the post show. Right. Doing answering emails or, you know, doing whatever, you know, maybe doing something for the sales department, whatever it was. I'm right there. And he wouldn't come talk to us or me. And then I'd leave and I'd tell everybody, I'll see you tomorrow. And he'd hear that. Is he gone? And then as soon as he realized I was gone, I'm in the car. Boom, here comes an email with yeah. like, you know, like your like, email notification. You got mail, huh? Right. <laughs> I'm like, I was just there. 
You got to get a ringtone from Bruno that says, let's go to the phones, huh? No, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. What is going on? Like, look in the chat right now. Yeah. I mentioned, you know, Facebook and that we're on parks and all these different things. And all the different outlets that we're um, broadcasting to all said thank you for some reason at the same time. Like, see, it's, it says I commented from Facebook. Thank right. you. Well, like, what is I didn't do that. Well, I wrote in thank you, but it doesn't uh, say my name. It just says all the they all popped up after I said thank you. You know, I was uh, thanking Colin Berger for checking in. And, you know, uh, Adam Glicus says fire Chuck. OK, so if because it's hooked up to all those, it said thank you from all. I of guess. Them. Yeah. OK. Uh, OK. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, well, we're, le- we're learning as we're going here. Well, th- I mean, like I'm getting ready to do the show today and I'm looking through some stuff and every friggin website I go on is got me in their freaking funnel. Right. Because mm-hmm. my phone's listening to me again. Oh, and boy. it gives you that suggested advertising based on some conversation you had about a, a Husqvarna chainsaw. Right. So I see these ads nonstop. I, I, I can't stand this shit. Like mm-hmm. I've had enough of it. I don't need to see the same ad over and over yeah. for a Warby Parker pair of reading glasses. Because yeah. I mentioned reading glasses. And my, my wife heard me. My wife actually wouldn't be upset if it was Warby Parker reading glasses or a husk on a chainsaw. She gets a little annoyed at the, the things that show up on my feet. Oh yeah. And I'll sure. just leave I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I love it. Good job. <laughs> um, so the, those are the reviews. People can leave uh the Aji's podcast a review. By the way, if you're trying to find it, there's mm-hmm. another podcast out there called Aji's. Aji's. And it's I guess it's in relation to the show Fargo. Oh, okay. So it's Aji's. So it's like making it difficult to find. Aji's. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, it's a Fargo podcast. It's a Fargo recap podcast. And haven't we had enough of freaking Fargo with Carson Wentz? I'm done with Fargo. You're done with North Dakota. Yeah, I'm done with North Dakota. <laughs> Seriously. So if you want to find it like on, on iTunes or whatever, it's hashtag A H J E E Z. Right. That's how you find it. Leave yeah. us a rating and review. And you can leave us a five-star rating and trash us in the review. Right. And we'll read it here on, on the act, in an app, actual episode. Uh, see, those, those were way too kind. 91 LSXers checks in. He gets the show. Warby Parker, not Juquay Parker. Remember <laughs> Juquay Parker? Yes. That's a great one. Um, you know who we got to get on, Harris? Speaking of guests, though. Who's that? We got to get on Eunice. Oh, yeah. Well, he, we can get him on. Yeah. Hey, Godfather Locks. Godfather Locks. Have you yeah. talked to him in a while? Not in a while. The last time I talked to him was I brought, I got him on uh, when I was working with Tony on the serious show mm-hmm. during that four month. Uh, the short lived li- show. Li- the limited run. Some... It was a yeah. limited run. Limited engagement. Uh, limited engagement uh, <laughs> radio is what that was. It was sort of like, you know, Sirius does that with all these other channels. They'll have like Billy Joel radio on and they'll put it on the, uh, you know, vinyl deep cuts channel or whatever, but it's only there for three weeks and then it's gone. Yeah. Poof, it's gone. Yeah. Limited engagement. They do yeah. that with Metallica radio from time to time. Right, listen right. to it nonstop and then it, it disappears. And I'm like, God, that's ridiculous. Now I'm back on the Grateful Dead channel uh-huh. or whatever. And the one I don't make it to is the Underground Garage, the, the Bruce channel. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a Bruceman. So no, I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, I'm out Steve, on him too. Stephen Muldoon says, got to get the Colonel on on a Saturday. Hey. How about um, Conklin's impression with the, is he good? Ah, 
I don't know. I love that. So mad. So so spot on. It was perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know. (laughs) We we do need to check in from the recliner. Yeah, but he needs a better signal. I mean, every time we do something with him, the signal stinks. Maybe we should do a live show somewhere. We should. And we could get him out there. Yeah, we could do it at the Parks uh, studio, podcast studio. Maybe, we, you know, once things kind of loosen up here a little bit in the next, you know, maybe spring and March, mm-hmm. we do a little live show at a tavern or something like that. The guys from Wildfire, Jim and those guys come out, set us up. Oh, yeah. All we the technical equipment. And we do a little road show edition. Hash. Sure. Maybe the Gentleman's Club. Hey, you know, in the champagne room. Is that where we're going? You're exactly right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we'll do that. Uh, we got We got to do a road show and get out with the people. Yeah, we Boomba- do. Boombap says, uh, sorry about your birds, but tried warning you guys. Yeah. I don't think you needed well, to warn us. Yeah, I knew they weren't going to win. I just thought they'd be somewhat competitive, and that's what where I'm really disappointed. I mean, they had nothing. Yeah. You know. Um, this guy says, Ash says, nice sweater on the pond. Oh, yeah, you're you wearing a sweater. Did you the, see that? The hockey sweater. I did see that. Yeah, I had the uh, – I broke out my old school – this isn't even in Arizona. It's the Coyotes, Coyotes right? It's a Phoenix Coyotes right, jersey, right. though, when they were still the Phoenix Coyotes. I'll put it up here on the screen. The Was it Kachuk? I... Yeah, Keith Kachuk. Keith Kachuk. It's the uh, the captain jersey, number nine, that he had. Uh-huh. I'll put it up here. Hold on. Let me see. i got to share this. Yeah, I actually like that photo. Yeah, it's, hit... go- it's a good jersey, right? Yeah, it's nice. So uh, uh, I'm going to share it here so people can see it. I mean, it's an, a hideous jersey. Mm-hmm. And I wore it one day when I was working with Mikey Miss, and he was like, "Jesus, yeah. what is that?" <laughs> yeah, the color scheme is very strange. It's very, I guess, it's very desert, you know, yeah. southwestern Aztecian. Yeah. So there, there it is. is. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, that it's is hideous. It's like a dark green, right? With the yeah, it's black, yeah. and on the shoulders is that green, and then like the dark merlot. Yeah, but it's a busy jersey. But it it's is. a good looking sweater. There's a lot going on there. Yeah, it's a good looking. Yeah. So people were giving me shit. They're like, look at your ankles. Are you a bender? Mm. And I'm like, well, because my ankles are turned in. Now, these are goalie skates, Harry. Okay. And with goalie skates, they're actually pitched. So the blades aren't straight like, let me put our picture, but let me get rid of the screen share. Um, Goalie skates are not pitched normal like regular skates, like straight Mm -hmm. up and down. They're pitched like this now so that when you're down in a butterfly, you can grab an angle to grab bite. Oh, okay. And it feels a lot more comfortable when you roll the ankle over like that. Right. A bender is when they go out. You know, that's what we call a guy who can't skate because he's got weak ankles. Oh, okay. That's a bender. All right. In hockey parlance. But no, that's every goal. Look at them. That's the way they stand because it's more comfortable on your ankles. Okay. Well, that makes sense. You know, yeah. the people got, you know, the people aren't as well versed on this as you are. See, you know, you got to answer their questions. They're yeah, trying they to, they're not trying to rip you. They're just trying to find out more information. No, they were trying to rip me. Oh, that's they were? The yeah, but one guy spotted the, the can of uh, Copenhagen in the pocket. He's well, of course. Yeah. Now, do you have that circle, that worn-in circle? You know, that will no. be there now? Yeah, well, that was always attractive. Like in the jeans? Yeah. It <laughs> was get always, that? It's always a good look. It was always a way to find, like, if you didn't have a can of chew on you, you get the bar, you saw that circle, you go, dude, can I bum one? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, don't th- don't think that good, that's deaf on, uh, on the women, too. They see that, too, and they're like, that guy's mouth tastes like a trash can. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right, Harry. That's uh-huh. how you keep the uh, the heifers away. Um, <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> oh, that was that was bold strategy. Wow. <laughs> uh, 
it, it was awesome that me and my son and one of his teammates got out on the pond on Sunday because it's uh-huh. actually cold enough for a sustained period of time to be able to go out. Right. My buddy, my Matty Wendell, texted me the night before. He's like, hey, we're going to be out tomorrow morning at 930 at the pond over in Pleasant Grove by my house. Mm-hmm. You know, come on out. We didn't go out at 930, but uh, we went out later in the afternoon. Cold out there and yeah. getting a skate on the pond was it was awesome. Nice. I was out on the golf course last Friday. Friday. Is that right? And I might go out tomorrow. It's saying it's going to be like 45 tomorrow. So we'll see. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Five and you're out there golfing. Absolutely, man. Uh, boom, bap goes, ow, 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 bender. I didn't even bag her, huh? <laughs> oh, geez. And then 90, uh, 91L6 says, uh, spying men's asses for sources of dip. Hey, man, you I saw that. Do. Got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Uh, you have anything else you'd like to say here on the podcast, Harry? Uh, no, I think I'm I'm pretty much talked out. I, I was a, it was a laborious show today with Barrett leading into this. Oh, uh, you had to carry him today? Is he in a the little bit. bit? A little bit. You know, after the now it's it's really settled in that the Eagles season is over. You know, it's sort of like that. Now what? I was watching a little bit of uh, Eagles post game live, and they had Barrett across like kind of across the way at his own desk. Yeah, he sits like thirty feet away from everybody. Yeah, yeah. But Seth Joyner, I'll tell you. Oh, that's great. <laughs> How do we do the show with him? And he not just absolutely kicked the living shit out of me. You remember? <laughs> well, when you guys got into it with that lateral, the forward mm. lateral thing with Seattle. Russell Wilson. Yeah. yeah. And I, th- I thought that that was a little uh, contentious, to say the least. But how serious is Seth, man, when he oh. talks about the Eagles, man? That was like really serious stuff. Yeah. And he – um when he tweets in all caps, like I can just see his face when he's firing uh-huh. that tweet oh, yeah. about the run game and everything uh, else. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> if I, if I had a dollar for every Eagles fan that has either said something to me in, in person or shown up on a chat or a tweet saying they want Seth Joyner as the next defensive coordinator, I'd be yeah. able to buy a nice new, you know, golf bag. Yeah, well, you'd be you on a, a yacht in the French Riviera. <laughs> uh, he, he is so serious. And when we got into it that day, he just wasn't understanding the laws of physics, that it uh, moved backwards. And, yeah. and and you gave me no help at no, all. Of course You're over not. there with a big wooden spoon stirring Stern the pot. pot. And I'm going, Harry, bail me out here. I need two-on-one against Seth. He's a former all-pro linebacker, and you're giving me <laughs> no support, even when we went to the break. I got nothing. And he's like inches from me and across the room from you. I'll tell you. Yeah. I hope you are. Yeah, that's right. I could have used you on that one day when Anthony got and I got into it. When was that? Oh, when I was doing the show with Anthony after you left one day, oh. he ran a caller in like 15 seconds. Uh-huh. He didn't agree with or something. And he's talking after it. And he's like, oh, yeah. And he kind of admitted that he ran the guy a little quick. And I said, yeah, you got. And I said, I pointed out, I said, yeah, you. You certainly got rid of him quick or something. And he was like, what do you mean? I said, I said, you didn't let him get his point out because he disagreed with him. And, mm-hmm. You know, I yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. some of these old guys are older guys doing radio. They, they feel this need to have to be right. right, right. Who gives a shit if you're right. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> and, so we get into it on the air a little bit. Uh-huh. And I say, I'll tell you what, let's go to break because I could tell it was getting really heated. So we go to break and I have a live read. So I do the live read. And he's just standing there, and he is fucking stewing. Fuming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like snot coming out of his mm-hmm. nose. <laughs> Sounds yep. like Tony uh, Soprano at uh-huh. Melfi's office breathing, right? Right. And like like he's asthmatic. And we, I go to the break, and we are going at it. Wow. Hardcore. I thought he was going to just 
body slammed me. And eventually I texted her and I was like, dude, you, you got to get it together. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get it together, Bo. Was that about the process failing? Probably. Says 91 I, I, LS Sixers. The, the one day he comes in, the Sixers beat that Chinese team and Simmons shot a three or oh, something. Oh, yeah. yeah. In an exhibition. Yeah. And I came in and we started the show. I said, oh, I'm winded. He goes, why? I go, I just, I, I, got, I was running late today. I had to put my lawn chairs out on Broad Street. He goes, what do you mean? I go, well, I mean, they're going, they're going to be a parade now, right? Because they beat the Chinese team. What do you mean, Bo? Like, he was so pissed that I was, like, shitting on the fact that they beat the Chinese national team. Yeah, it's amazing to take that that personally. It's just it's funny. Well, the team still to... hasn't gotten past the second round. No, I know. I know. I know. Is the cleaning lady there yet, huh? Uh, yeah, just uh, walked in. I heard him. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you got a man cleaning, cleaning no, lady? No, it's, it's a Romanian hurt. crew. Oh, so you hurt him. As yeah. in the group, okay. Right, right, right. They come in, do a whole nice, uh, nice job on the on the homestead. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Every two weeks, uh, that's what we do as well. Yeah, clean the toilets and all the bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, puts my shit. wife in a better mood. Hey, happy yeah. wife, happy life. Exactly right. Um, speaking of happiness, that's winning sports bets. And Harry, you had a couple plays for this weekend. If you want to get those, uh, go back and rewind the episode. Um, <laughs> but get the Park Sportsbook app because. It's great. It's easy to use. Ari and I use it, and no promo required. Just deposit, and you lose your first bet risk-free up to 500 bucks. Not a bad deal. Yeah, to play with Cincinnati, by the way, plus the three and a half. Yeah, and then I locked in the other game with Buffalo at plus Buffalo. two. Yeah, right. Plus two, me. yep. yep. And uh, the Flyers back in action tonight. Oh, and boy. Yeah, it's going to oh, be. Oh, boy. It's hard to, to beat a team two days in a row. In sports, yeah. in yeah, these the 82. Islander, yeah, and they're not yeah. even a great team this year. Um, but this Flyers team, I don't know. I'm, I'm not picking any side on the game. That tells you how I feel about it. Oh, they're they're plus a, one and a half goals. They're minus two forty at Parks. Oh, really? Yeah, that's plus them with the uh, that puck line or whatever. But uh, the regular line, I'm trying to see here, was it plus one seventy five? No, that's not that. No, their money line. They're actually plus 108. All right, so pretty much. Plus even, 108. Yeah. 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 Um, Boom Bap 75 says, JJ, is Evan finally old enough to drive that Nissan he used to endorse? Oh, yeah. When he started, Mikey Mitchell was like, what? What do you mean your son's going to drive? He's eight. He's 15 mm-hmm. now. Is that right? Yeah, the boy's 15. This is Evan Martinez. <laughs> yeah. Hi, this is Evan Martinez. Then he did the commercial with Fletcher Cox. Oh. The old take on the... Uh, Oh, mean so Joe Green great. throwing the throwing the jersey to the kid, and he threw so the car keys to the Nissan to uh, awesome. heaven. Yeah. All right. That's a that's a wrap on this episode of the Ajis Podcast. Uh, leave us a rating and review uh, on iTunes or whatever you get this, and uh, we'll be back next week with another episode. Harry, have a good one, man. Hey, you too. All oh. right, everybody. Thanks for watching. Park Sportsbook presents Ajis. Put on your red shoes and dance the blue. Song